Hello, and welcome to the present. It is where everything happens. I'm your host, Lisa Widmark, and I thank you so much for tuning in to KWNK 97.7 FM in Reno, Nevada, listener-supported community radio. The present is a show about mindfulness, which is paying attention to the present moment on purpose without judgment. Together, I hope we can be a little more mindful every day. The present is the only place where you can affect change. On each show, I'll share a part of mindfulness, what it means, and what it can do to improve your life. Then I'll give you a practice or two to that you can start today. Give it a try if you're ready, and let me know how it works. Then I'll share a conversation with someone from the broader mindfulness community, many of whom are right here in Reno. Today's mindfulness topic is non-judgment. Non-judgment is being okay with what is. It's not wanting things to be different. It also has to do with judging yourself, judging other people, being okay with all of those things. We all judge. Well, almost everybody. We rate things as better or worse, good or bad. We judge other people for the way they dress, what they say, and certainly how they drive. We judge ourselves about everything that we do and think and often make the assumption that others are judging us. It actually adds a lot of negativity to our lives, makes us feel less secure and separate from others. So there are really three types of judgment judging others, judging ourselves, and feeling judged by others. Most people feel a strong fear of other people's opinions, and this stops people from doing things, fun things, that they want to do. We get embarrassed, or we hesitate, or feel self-conscious. Dr. Michael Gervais, he's a sports psychologist and author and master podcaster, He's the sports psychologist for the Seattle Seahawks. He coined a term called FOPO, which is the fear of other people's opinions. And he sees it at every level to the most elite athletes. And that this fear of other people's opinions is the main thing that keeps people from realizing their greatest potential. A LinkedIn friend of mine, his name is Ali Mujib. He says that fear of other people's opinions is the present-day saber-toothed tiger, meaning that that is what triggers our fight-or-flight response. That is what we fear in modern society when we go out to do something that we're thinking about, what are other people going to say about me or think about me? This may seem extreme to some of you, but I talk to a lot of teens and adults in my practice and Almost everybody feels this way. So I'm a uh, performance coach who works with primarily athletes to just help people get their thinking out of their own way. Judging that comes from other people is an opinion of someone who doesn't have the whole story and decides to explain, usually just to themselves, by coming to some conclusion. Why do we care? If others do judge us, it is often more to do with them and how secure they feel. 
Similarly, it's often our own insecurities that make us feel judged. If you're feeling judged about something or fearing that you will be judged, check in with your own opinions on that. For example, these pants are too wild to wear to work. Someone will think I'm nutty. When you put those pants on, how do you feel? How do you feel in them? Do they put a smile on your face? Is the judgment coming from you? If you love them and you feel groovy in them, go for it. If you're not comfortable, that is an opinion coming from you. We often perceive that other people will be judging. So even though I love Dr. Gervais' uh, FOPO, I've reworked it into the perceived opinions of other people. Because really, most of the time, those are not the opinions of other people. They're what you think other people are going to think. And that's a pretty tenuous chord there. So I changed FOPO into the fear of poop. Fear of the perceived opinions of other people. If you actually check in with those other people, most of the time they don't even notice what you're doing. I have found that often others are super supportive. Social media is a place where this may not be the case. I do not have a plan to fix that except to spend less time on social media or adjusting your feed so that everything is positive. The opinions of others usually have nothing to do with you. Yet the fear of being judged holds most people back from doing all that they can do or even from living fully. Bottom line here is to let go of things that are out of your control. And the opinions of others are certainly out of your control. And many psychologists will say that they're none of your business. Judging ourselves harshly or the things around us keeps us from being fully present and from enjoying what is actually happening in the present moment. You may have a friend who complains about whatever is going on. Complaining is a form of judging. Rather than focusing on what they have, they focus on what is missing. Every one of us has control of where we put our attention. And where you put your attention is where you put your energy. So why not put it on something that brings you joy? So how do we move away from judging? For me, it started with the non-judgment of others. And as I did it more and more, I felt less judged. As I looked at why I was thinking that others judged or even cared what I was doing, I saw that those were often my perceptions or my own fears. Then I was able to let go. It doesn't mean that I don't care about anyone else or what they think. I just don't fear being judged. So before I give you some things to practice in the next section, let's take a little break and listen to a song that I love called Vacation by the Dirty Heads. They're out of Huntington Beach, California. And this is off their 2017 album called Swim Team. Hey, hey, hey. 
I'm on vacation every single day Cause I love my occupation Hey, hey, hey I'm on vacation If you don't like your life, then you should go and change it Hey, hey, hey I'm on vacation every single day Cause I love my occupation Hey, hey, hey I'm on vacation every single day Every, every single day Sour like a lemon tree I'm just smiling down upon my enemies Do love it on a daily Say you hate your job But you'll never leave, never leave But that ain't gonna be me, that ain't gonna be me My brother called me up Said he saw me on TV I said it wasn't easy But right now I'm living breezy Build this engine from the ground up Now my hands, they ain't so greasy Feel me? I'm on vacation every single day Cause I love my occupation Hey, hey, hey I'm on vacation every single day Every, every single day Every single day Future bride, so thankful for everything. Rejuvenating my inner light as I work hard for all I need. Open arms, embracing life, and all the which you gave me. Hard work, it pays off. I'm happy now, it's paying me. Close my eyes sometimes and feel as if I blow away. I love the life I live and enjoy the ride along the way. I'll make a living out of living, yeah, that's what I say. I got one life to live, and I wouldn't live no other way. I'm on vacation every single day Cause I love my occupation Hey, hey, hey I'm on vacation every single day Every, every single day Every single day This is my year, yo. My life may be crazy. My lack of the lazy has led that I love on the daily. Every single day, cause I love my occupation. Hey, I'm on vacation. If you don't like your life, then you should go and change it. Hey, I'm on vacation. Every single day, cause I love my occupation. Welcome back. This is Lisa Widmark, and you're listening to The Present, where everything happens on KWNK LP 97.7 FM. That was the Dirty Heads tune, Vacation, off their album Swim Team, released in, 19, released in 2017. And this is the practice segment of The Present, where I share something you can take away from today's show and add to your life right now. 
If you're home relaxing, you can try this right at this moment. And if you're driving or working, take a look at the notes on the website and give it a try later. So, for reducing judgment, for becoming more non-judgmental, the first step is just to notice when you judge. This activity you could do easily for a couple of weeks, just noticing when you're judging things. So it's easy to notice when you make some judgment about another person that is obviously negative. Lots of the judgment is way more subtle than that. Whenever you catch yourself judging others, just notice it. And you don't need to do anything about it, just be aware. That's right, don't judge yourself when you catch yourself judging. If you say, I hate pineapple on pizza. Why do people eat that? Are you guys crazy? Okay. Or, oh, she just has no style whatsoever. You are judging. It is often just for your own ears, things that you say in your head. And it has a negative effect, mostly on you. It's subtle. Negative thoughts permeate your day. It is more harmful than you think, and most everyone does it. It may be how your friends talk when you get together, but if you do it, it's probably just a habit that you always look for something negative to say about the way people drive, or about the way people dress, or how they queue up at the grocery store. If it's something that you do regularly, it will take practice to build a new habit. Start by simply noticing when you judge yourself, when you judge others or situations, or when you fear being judged by others. At the beginning, it may seem like, wow, I do this all the time. That's fine, many people do. Becoming aware is the first step. After at least a few days of noticing your judgy self, you can start to replace the talk with curiosity or with a non-judgmental comment. So instead of, I hate pineapple pizza, you could say, hmm, I've never gotten used to pineapple on my pizza. I wonder why people like that. Or instead of commenting on someone's outfit, you could say, wow, I've never seen a skirt like that or I wonder what caused this to happen. So questioning things gives you a way more open-minded growth mindset attitude about things, and it might even be something that annoys you to question it rather than judging it negatively. That is really a great place to start with dealing with your judgmental self. The cool thing is that this will also start to affect your negative self-talk because as you are less judgmental of others, you are less judgmental of yourself. And when you're noticing those judgmental comments, that's how you start to reduce them. And when you start to reduce them, you'll find that after three, four weeks of practicing this, that 
you have a reduced fear of being judged by other people. And this is going to reduce anxiety and just make you more comfortable in general. Okay, and before our guest today, we're going to take another little break and listen to a little reggae. Um, This is Could You Be Loved by Bob Marley and the Wailers off their 1984 album, Legend.
That was Bob Marley and the Whalers with Could You Be Loved off their 1984 album Legend. And you are listening to The Present on KWNKLP 97.7 FM in Reno, Nevada, listener-supported community radio. My guest today is Lynette Eddy. She is a social worker, a teacher of mindfulness, and an author, the founder of the Eddy House, which is a transitional uh, assistance facility for young adults aging out of foster care. Uh, Lynette has a new book, which is called The Fight Inside, Winning the Battle Between Your Ego and Your True Self. Did I get that title right, Lynette? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm happy to have her here and even happier to call her my friend. Lynette, welcome to the present. <laughs> I'm glad to be here, and I'm also glad to be your buddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, could you give us a little background on the fight between the ego and your true self? So um, when did you first realize that you were fighting this fight? Well, it's it's one of those things that's always fascinated me for, oh, years, you know, spirituality and like psychology and how they meet together and how we all have this voice, this inner critic, and we have this inner coach. And the, you know, the inner critic would be the ego, inner coach would be the spirit. And um, yeah, and I've, you know, done some practices and it... Um, really helped me a lot managing my thoughts. And I'm a huge, you know, I believe that our thoughts, you know, they predict our choices and how our life's going to go. So managing our thoughts is like the secret of life. (laughs) And um, how much control do you feel like you have managing your thoughts? Well, I honestly believe it's a choice. It's a choice and we all have it, but it gets easier. It's like building a physical muscle, you know, it gets easier and stronger once you, you know, practice more and more, but you have to first like recognize those, um, those egoic thoughts that pop into your mind because there's traps and um, it's so easy to go down the rabbit hole. And believe me, I still go down the rabbit hole. I'm not like perfect. Dalai Lama can't be perfect all the time. I mean, we're humans. Right, that that I look at it like that as as humans, you know, we evolved and our brains are way, way behind where our society is right now. And so those egoic thoughts are there to protect you. And, and we don't need that protection anymore. You know, so the thoughts that are like, you need to be afraid and you need to be sad and you need to be scared. And you need to stay in your cave and not get eaten. And you um, shouldn't try something new. And maybe that's, uh, uh, well, that that's your, hmm, your ego trying to protect you? Or is it your ego just trying to make sure that you don't go anywhere? Well, I mean, when I say ego, bad spirit, good. I mean, the ego does help us, like, with planning. It's... Um, it's our personality, you know, it helps us get through, get through life. But it's when the ego controls the spirit, when the ego sitting in the driver's seat, that's when you get dragged around by the, you know, what the ego's telling you. But we do have the power to, you know, 
find that true core of ourselves, stay strong with it. And that's where the witness of our thoughts, basically. I know this sounds a little trippy, but it's like the witness of our thoughts. And if you can be in that place, you can manage them because you're just sitting back watching it. Mm -hmm. So noticing what your ego says and then deciding, is this something I want to go with or do I want to choose something else? Right. You know, in the main traps, I mean, we all fall into it, like the not good enough, you know, the insecurity, the, you know, uh, don't have enough, not pretty enough, not strong, not, you know, it's all that. And, um, and it's also comparing ourselves with others. That's huge. I mean, really, why do we do that? We judge others, we judge ourselves, And it's, um, you know, the choosing beliefs over truth, you know, we assume things all the time. And, um, you know, there's just so many traps. But if you're aware of what these traps are, you can, you know, catch it when they start filling your head. You can be like, wait, hold on here. Back off and let it go. So in choosing beliefs over... Uh, Truth. Truths. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where do those beliefs come from? Well, our conditioning, you know, I mean, we're from, from birth, we're all conditioned. So we can't help it. We have our biases. We have, you know, these assumptions and all this. And it's, you know, but then when you get to do a lot of self-reflection, you can see like, wait, that's, that's bullshit, you know? And it's like, you know, like even confirmation bias, how many times, especially t- in today's world, we just believe what we want to hear. I mean, you can see how divided we are. Or we hear what we want to believe. Right, or right. Or we hear what we already believe. Yeah. Or, you know, and, and then, you know, just the assumptions, you know, it's like, you know, someone gives you a weird look and you're just like, oh my God, what did I do? I must have like pissed them off for some reason or whatever. And then you find out later it had nothing to do with you. You know, they had a fight with their friend or something, you know, and then, but the whole day you're being dragged around why this voice is, you know, this ego voice saying, you know, oh my God, what did you do? Oh, this, your friendship is over. And then, oh, and then now when the friendship's over, I won't have this friend to go out with anymore on Saturday night. And he just goes on and on and on. I mean, it's crazy, psychological suffering we all do for no reason. So when you get in that moment, what things, what things do you do to pull yourself out of that, to, to say, all right, that's enough down this path and I want to turn my thinking around? Well, I created, I, well, I, you know, I just put together this, um, this uh, acronym, I guess, uh, R-E-A-L, real. So it's like when I start feeling contracted, we all know that, that uncomfortable feeling, you just feel off or something because somebody just rubbed you the wrong, you know, you just, you're off and something's wrong. You go, okay, recognize the feeling. You, you know, don't try to avoid it. What you resist persists. Recognize, okay, I'm feeling off. Examine, e, examine what traps you're falling into. What, where's your thinking going? And another piece, well, I'll get to that later probably about trauma because these are like shadows we all have inside. But, you know, that could be it too. What's triggering you, that kind of thing. So that's the examining part. And then A, acknowledge from a place of compassion. You know, just remember, you're human. If you're feeling off, if you're feeling like 
you know, the world sucks or something. I don't beat yourself up. Just, you know, recognize those thoughts, deal with it. And then L, let it go. (laughs) (laughs) Just let it go. Yeah. Bye. So for me, I think a lot of people would need to spend more, well, obviously more time than the explanation takes on the REA before they can let it go. Well, especially on the A, that that acceptance and maybe throw some self compassion in there. That I'm I'm human, right? I, I had a a crappy thought about myself, which is what most humans do. Yeah, and you know, and that's so ridiculous when you think about it. I mean, sometimes the things we tell ourselves, if we if we heard someone talking that way to a good friend, we'd be like, back off. You don't talk to my friend like that. But here we're in our heads. We have this, this egoic roommate or whatever. And it just, it's just obnoxious. And it, you know, just goes on and on with these negative thoughts. And it's like, I'd kick my roommate out. I wouldn't live with someone like that. So, I mean, you got to get a hold of at this least, roommate. At least raise their rent. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you got to call them out. Like, hey, homie ain't going there. I'm not listening to that. I am mm-hmm. not stupid. I'm not, I am enough. I, you know, I'm a human. I am enough. I'm a good person. I belong to this world, you know, just like anyone else. You are listening to The Present, where everything happens on KWNK 97.7 in Reno, Nevada. And my guest today is Lynette Eddy. She founded the Eddie House here in Reno, which is a transitional living facility for at-risk youth, and she just wrote a terrific book called The Fight Inside, Winning the Battle Between Our Ego and Our True Spirit. So the book that you just wrote, I uh, read it in two days, and I I know there's plenty of people out there who read every book in two days, but not me. Uh, I'm slow. Uh, but I whizzed through that, uh, in record time, not, (laughs) not to get through it, but it was, it was, it was good. You know, I just want to say nice job because to have your very first, uh, book come out and I don't know if there's more in the works or, uh, ever, but, but it's, it's not an easy thing to do to get all of your thoughts on paper and to have it end up being something that somebody else can even understand. Well, thank you for, you know, kind words there, but, (laughs) but, you know, I, it was a four year, four and a half year project. And I just felt like I had this message that I really wanted to get out, you know, and, um, and there were times throughout the process where my ego's like, who the hell you think you are writing a book? You're not, you don't even, you don't know how to write a book. I mean, I never read basically very much before. And, you know, I'm not great at English or anything like that or how I, yeah. But I just felt so strongly about getting this message out and I can't explain it. You know, it was just, I had to do it. And um, I'm really glad that, people are picking up on it and because I believe it's um it's a game changer in in just the individual part but then the collective part if we all got a hold of our egos and lived more authentically I mean the world would be a better place I know that sounds kind (laughs) of but yeah 
I want to suggest that we stop that we stop uh, saying, I know this sounds kind of hippy dippy and I know this sounds kind of out there. Um, this is what's needed. In oh, the world. absolutely. And and every day more and more people are gonna get on board and the world will improve. And it's interesting that it got uh, tied with that uh, group of people in the 60s, but it's been around for thousands and thousands of years, and it's true. It's easy. It improves your life. It's going to calm you down and focus you and help you um, not just be your best self, but enjoy doing it. Because a lot of people are, are killing it. They're getting, they're very successful or they're whatever. And they're still beating themselves up over it. Yeah. I mean, we all want happiness. You know, it doesn't matter if we make a ton of money or whatever society tells us success means. But I mean, ultimate success is being happy mm-hmm. and peace, having peace in your mind and love. And that's, that's where the spirit comes in. And it's the ego that just gets in the way all the time. How can our listeners know what their true spirit is? Yeah, that's a tough one because it's a concept. And to put words to it, it's really hard. But if you think logically, like all the cells in our body just change over time from birth till death. And it's like that solid presence that we have. You know, that same thing in us, the core, that's just, we've had it all our life. And it's, um, you can tap into it like nature, you know, when you feel like you're in the flow, that kind of thing. Um, Music can tap into it, you know, love. And it's, um, it just feels good. And it's that core that nothing, and I've always, when I have challenging times in my life, I say nothing real can be threatened. It's that one solid real thing that you have in your, in your being. You're in, you know, it's been called consciousness, soul, uh, higher self. There's been so many names. Like you say, it's been, you know, the concept has been around forever, you know, way back, Lao Tzu, Buddha, all of it. And, um, you know, it's um, that force. We all have it set, but you know, our ego gets in the way and it's based in love. Spirit, ego is based in fear. And that's important to understand. All the egoic thoughts are really coming from a fear in you. And, um, your, your spirit is love. And, you know, it's like telling someone, okay, this is what chocolate is. And, but you don't really know it until you taste it. I mean, you can look it up, you can Google it and, you know, get all, okay, it's made this way. But you don't know until you taste it. And that's what I mean. It's so hard to explain. But I think everyone knows what I'm talking about. Well, there's a feeling. If, if it makes you feel good on a, on a long-term basis. So what, as soon as I said, it makes you feel good. I want to back up off of that because um, the difference between pleasure and joy, um, so let's say drugs, makes you feel good, not your true spirit. It, It makes you feel good, and then as soon as it's over, you want some more. Joy makes you feel good, and you can you can live off of that 
for a long time and you don't crave more of it. You can think about it and remember it and get those feelings of joy. Whereas pleasure, um, after it's over, you're, you're thinking, yeah, let's do that again. Yeah. It's a quick fix. It's Mm -hmm. a sugar thing, you know, it's just like sweet and, you know, taste, but then it's, you want more and it's over and you want more and you want more. It's like any, anything like that, but you're right. True joy that comes from the spirit. And, um, you know, like I, you can be, uh, you can be in solitary confinement in a jail and be happier than some millionaire out on a yacht. You know, I mean, it's all your thoughts and, you know, keeping your spirit strong. The present moment, yeah, choices, absolutely. How can we, well, how can we practice uh, feeding that inner spirit? So just on a daily basis when things come up uh, that, that we're conscious enough that we're saying, you know, I'm going to make a choice in this situation to do something that feeds my spirit instead of that placates my ego. Yeah. And you know what your uh, lifestyle and the way you live, uh, the choices you make, you know, the, the choices, everyday choices you come across in your daily life, are they spirit based or ego based? You know, like, uh, the food you eat, the way you live, do you live simply or do you live extravagantly trying to impress other people? Do you, um, are you kind to people? You know, uh, do you laugh? Do you not take things so serious? I mean, we're all just crazies on a rock, you know, really. And, uh, you know, but there are, live an authentic life. Do it, you know, you be, you do you. Live an authentic life and um, that will keep you on the spirit side. But when you start, you know, living to impress other people or doing what you think others expect of you, no, you're, that's the ego. Yeah. And do you look at all the choices that you make throughout the day and evaluate them on, on, does this help me? Does this help my community? Does this make things easier for other people? Am I or, or does a lot of the day go by where you're just doing stuff and making choices and uh, not noticing? Well, I mean, I have to admit, I make some bad choices sometimes. <laughs> okay, do I need that sometimes extra? Sometimes for fun. <laughs> right. Do I need that extra plate of French fries and or that extra beer or, you know, whatever, you know, but I mean, the choices we make that you have to just say, is this serving me or not? You know, and that includes weeding your friend garden sometimes. Sometimes you might have some friends that are just draining you and dragging you down. And then you have to just step back and be like, is this serving me? And like, you know, I mean, just everything you do in life, you know, just kind of keep the discernment back in the back of your head. Like, how is this good for me? How is this moving me forward with my, my you know, what I want to get through in this life, you know, that kind of thing. Do you feel like your body talks to you and tells you what those decisions should be? Oh, for sure. We all know like with that, you know, and I was talking earlier about that contracted feeling, that uncomfortable feeling. Yeah, that's a sign. That's a sign. Like pay attention to your body. It's huge. Yeah. Pay attention and just uh, recognize that those feelings when you're just off, like something's wrong. Okay. 
what is it? And then you do the examination. Yeah. So I think everyone has those feelings where it's like, ooh, I really want to go ask that person something, or I should I should be doing, I don't like to use the word should, but uh, I should be doing this right now. And then I'm like, nope, I got to go to work and, and get this done and, you know, check off all the boxes today. And what what I've been trying to do lately is when that voice, when my body's telling me I feel like doing this, I just say, let's just do it, you know? So I will, uh, I think so much more in the last few months, I would just walk up to strangers and tell them what I'm thinking. (laughs) How cool is that? (laughs) No one has punched me in the face yet. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, and that's the thing. The ego wants us to feel separate from each other. You know, fears the other person. Like, oh, don't, you know, don't talk to them or whatever, you know? And that's where, that's a lot of the reason we have all these big conflicts in the world, you know? If we just knew we're all one, like we're all the same and, uh, you know, not be so afraid of each other. And you might find out we're each freaking interesting humans and um, we can learn from each other. Yeah. Love each other, man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and out there and love each other. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to The Present on 97.7 KWNK-FM in Reno, Nevada. I'm your host, Lisa Woodmark, and my guest today is Lynette Eddy, founder of The Eddy House and author of The Fight Inside, winning the battle between your ego and your true spirit. Okay. I want to know if you have a, a daily practice and what that consists of. Well, there's, you know, I I try to start my day with affirmations, you know, nothing long, just a couple of things, just, you know, get my, get my spirit wound up, like, you know, and then, um, you know, I, um, I just try to not do too much. I, I try to let go of like this feeling like I have to like, uh, just kick ass all day or something, you know, just kind of like allow things and, you know, and, but don't resist things either. I know that sounds weird, but, um, kind of just, it's exciting when I, I start my day, I'm like, okay, jump into it. Let's see what's going to happen. And you just kind of watch the show. But of course, I mean, you have your things you have to do. You have to go to work, you have to do, you know, all these things, but while you're doing it, rather than resisting it, like, oh, this job sucks. No, go in there and just be present in the moment. And just um, when you're doing your work, get into it. Like, just, you know, just get into it. And like the present moment, be with it. Don't resist it. But if you're finding that it's just bringing you like uh, no joy and it's, it's not what your heart's telling you what you should be doing, then think about another, an alternative and what, where your creativity or what you feel your gift to the world would be, or just what makes you feel good and try to work your life into that direction. So I, I love finding the, the mindful, the present moments in, in a job that you don't like, or in a task that, um, is drudgery that, uh, I was talking to uh, Melissa, who is a Melissa Gilbert, who was a Zen uh, monk for seven years, and she said cleaning the bathroom is a Zen 
you know, meditation activity. And a lot of people finally wake up when they're cleaning the bathroom. They're like, you know, this is, I am taking something that is not uh, perfect, that is not uh, clean or not ready for someone to use. And I'm making it into as wonderful a situation as it can be. And, and whatever you're doing, uh, planting seeds or uh, shoveling your driveway or which hopefully we're done with for this year. <laughs> uh, there's something in it, even if it's just you getting into a meditative state. But, you know, let's say you're calling insurance companies all day and you tell somebody, you know, this was the most pleasant uh, insurance company experience that I have had all week. And I call hundreds of insurance companies. That person's day is completely made. And they're just like, gosh, thanks for saying so. And then you feel good and they feel good. And, and, uh, I'm sorry, in my opinion, calling insurance companies like the most hateful task. I'd rather clean the bathroom, but it doesn't have to be just something that you're getting through and waiting for it to be over. Right, right. I mean, and that's the ego where it's just like, why? Are, oh, I hate cleaning the bathroom. I don't want to do this. And you just, like, I should, I should call someone a cleaner to come in and do. I hate doing. Why do I? I have better things to do. You know, you just start that voice. You know, but you know, I mean, it's all, it's all a choice. I mean, you can just like recognize that voice and just say, hey, I've decided I have to do, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it with presence. Okay. Yeah. Is it okay if I ask you a personal question about the book? Absolutely. That, okay. Because <laughs> to me, this was, this would have been the most difficult part to think about your true spirit, your husband's true spirit and get through this. So how did you realize that your husband was losing his true spirit and being controlled by his ego and for you to um for, for you to look at it in that way instead of giving in to being hurt or furious or just losing it or just walking away? Right. Yeah. Well, this was uh, about 11 years ago and my husband died by suicide and um, we were married for a long time. And when we were first, our first part of our marriage, you know, we were, um, we didn't have a lot of money and we were always out in nature, like, you know, hiking and everything. And um, we really enjoyed the simple things in life and we were so happy and then, you know, we both got into our jobs and that kind of thing. But he he particularly got into, like, he was in finance, high finance, and he got into, like, making a lot of money. And then, you know, then the Range Rovers, you know, and they had to have this, had to have that. And then, you know, um, he was always looking for something to fill himself up you know, cause he was losing his spirit. He was full when we were first married, but then the void started creeping in with all these egoic pursuits and, you know, status meant a lot to him, uh, you know, and then, you know, he, I could just watch him lose himself. And I even said to him at one point, do you own the mask or does the mask own you? And he knew what I meant, but so, um, you know, after he ended his life and I 
watched in real time what happened and I was finishing my master's degree in social work and I was trying to diagnose him, you know, from the DSM. It's like this psychiatrist Bible of diagnosis. And I couldn't find anything in there that fit the criteria like, you know, bipolar, what's depression, what the hell? And, and I just knew that's what it was. And that's when I was just like, um, I've, that's why I wrote the book. I just wanted to get that message out. And what I did at that time, I had a choice. I had a choice to wallow in it, be a victim and all that. Or I had a choice to be like, okay, this sucks, you know, but um, I'm going to do something positive. And that's when I created Eddie House. And, um, and it's, um, it's just been an amazing trip. Yeah. So the giving back to others and the helping your community really helped you focus on your true spirit. Right, right. And but, yeah. But seeing that he lost his and and being able to I don't know, forgive him for that. Yeah. Or at least understand it. Yeah. And you know, honestly, I I, I know how he was he must have been so suffering, obviously, to oh, do yeah. that. So I mean, how can I be mad, you know? It's just so unfortunate, you know, and we're all vulnerable. You know, that's why, you know, how can you you know, how can you be mad? Yeah. That's how I look at it. I mean, we're all doing the best we can. We're all, you know, here. We screw up. We, you know, we all make, you know, we all screw up. And, um, but we're just doing the best we can at this particular time in our life and our level of consciousness. Okay. So, um, where can our listeners find you, find your book, uh, get involved with things that you're doing in our community? Uh, well, the book's on Amazon. It's in paperback, Kindle, Audible just came out. And it's, you know, it's those, um, those formats. And um, Eddie House, um, if you don't know, it's for homeless and at-risk youth in Reno. And we're always... Um, you know, volunteers or whatever. We have a website and, you know, if you want to help out there. But yeah. Oh, I wanted to tell you a quick story about uh, how your book has impacted uh, a friend of mine. So when you said, I want to get this story out because it's, it's possible for people to just read this and say, oh, I see what's going on. You know, it might be a start to just looking at their ego and their true self, and it might be enough that they say, I'm going to make some changes and I'm going to um, allow my true spirit to, to have a voice and see where that takes me. And I gave this book to a friend of mine who was having some struggles. She read the whole thing in uh, two days and booked a trip to Spain to go on the Camino walk for five weeks and uh, when I talked to her before she left she said oh, I read that book and I decided now is the time to go and I'm like this is the coolest thing that I've heard today so um, just want you to know that it's having an impact uh, at least in our community and uh, eventually all over the place <laughs> oh, that's great that's that's what it was intended for so I'm really happy to hear that and then I totally want you to come and meet her when she comes back so that we can see oh know, for sure yeah, yeah. That it would just be fun oh yeah so my guest today has been Lynette Eddy she is the uh, founder of the Eddy House 
And her book is called The Fight Inside, Winning the Battle Between Your Ego and Your True Spirit. The music behind my show today included Winter Sunrises by Alfredo, a local composer and musician of ambient guitar music. And you can check him out on Bandcamp at Just Alfredo. Okay, to wrap up the show today, I'm going to play I Want All My Friends to Be Happy by Steve Poltz off of his 2016 album, Folk Singer. He's currently a Nashville cat who travels around the world playing, singing, and telling funny stories. His shows are pretty much half funny stories. I came to know him uh, in San Diego with a band called The Rugburns. Please enjoy I Want All My Friends to Be Happy. Love 
all of the gay friends I have. I love it if we all went to dinner because my gay friends always pick up the tab. I want all my friends to be healthy And when they see kale Not just to scoff I want them to live long and prosper And to tell cancer to just go off I want all my friends to know one thing one day when I'm long dead and gone I want them to know that I love them That that's why I wrote them this song Cause I want all my friends to be happy I want all my friends to find love I want all my friends to share good things And be blessed by the light from above ba da di da ba ba da di da ba 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 da di da ba ba di ba ba I want all my friends to be happy.